Hello, and welcome to another episode of On The Fly. This week's guest is Emily Cray. She's a sales system architect here at Revenue River, and she has been leading our agency through growth in complex integrations. When most people think of integrations, they define it as simply as connecting the native API between HubSpot and Salesforce. What Emily's doing is finding ways to take that further by looking at custom integrations that go much deeper than just that. It's all about finding unique ways to solve for our clients that may seem out of the box. Emily's work in creating these custom solutions has completely changed the landscape of how we are solving for our clients and ultimately make life easier for their sales teams. So let's hear what the experts had to say on the subject. Here's Eric and Emily. Emily, welcome to On The Fly. Hello, how's it going? Excellent. Do you know why you're here today? I do know why I'm here today. What, what topic should we talk about today? I think we should talk about integrations. Integrations. So if I want to talk about integrations, it seems like I would choose the person in the agency that's really helping us grow our integration capabilities. Would that be you? Uh, yes, that would be me. Okay. You're still, you're still system architect, right? Yes, and, some and, of the time. <laughs> uh-huh. And now you are growing into integrations. Correct. And why, correct. why is that? Is that because we just have a lot of demand for that stuff? Um, partially and also because just seeing opportunities come in, um, finding ways to solve for our clients that are out of the box and not just staying within the guidelines of the system or the platform. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, integrations, I think, are widely defined and maybe mm-hmm. widely misinterpreted or misunderstood. Um, I think when most people think integrations, they think of like connecting the native API between HubSpot and Salesforce. And yeah. I think one of the things we do as an agency is take that a little bit further, right? Of course. Um, yep. Lots of custom integrations, lots of yes. deep integrations mm-hmm. beyond out in the box, correct? Yes. Okay. So give me an example of, of different types of platforms that you th- that, that we run into that are, are like commonly pursued for integration. Like what kind of, what kind of systems? Um, Some with our partners such as Pandadoc, uh, we have built out internal widgets inside HubSpot um, that make it easier for the sales team to go in, fill out information um, associated to the deal record, and then that way it's pushing a number of tokens into customized templates in Pandadoc. Okay, yeah, so something like Pandadoc and HubSpot, they go great together, there's mm-hmm. a great existing integration, we use it all the time, yep. um, but then there's there's ability to go beyond that, and, and you mentioned tokens and stuff like that, yes. so that sounds like a whole bunch, very, sim- very related to sales system architecture, where you're doing lots of field mapping and stuff like mm-hmm. that, correct? Yes. Um, and then you're developing tokens to map to those fields? Correct. Okay, that makes sense to me. So this is all a little bit above my head, so this is educational for me too. Uh, Okay, good. So that's one use case where there's some functional need beyond the native integration Mm -hmm. and we want to go basically bend it and and, and customize it to fit. Um, On the sales side, that makes total sense and that must go into like CRMs and stuff like that too, right? Yeah, different CRMs we do that with. Um, Different, um, you know, industries outside of just sales trying to go to Pandadoc or something, we might do it with another third party that doesn't natively integrate with HubSpot or natively mm-hmm. integrate with Salesforce, and mm-hmm. um, but they have like a specific use. ERP systems are ones that we get a lot. Perfect. Yeah. So if I had like some sort of ERP system that didn't play nice with anything, mm-hmm. we might be able to figure out how they could integrate it with like HubSpot. Yep. Okay, good. If I had a really 
crappy old CRM like act mm -hmm. and I need it to integrate with something like HubSpot or maybe something like Panadoc or something else could yeah. I could I pursue that yeah absolutely and you could do that custom or uh, another third-party uh, connector tool as well okay good let's come back to the connector piece but I want to run that other thread out so <laughs> if I if I also had like what if I had a great ERP system um, uh, uh, and CRM something like a net suite and mm -hmm. I wanted to bring something like the best marketing suite in the planet like in HubSpot in could I make NetSuite and HubSpot play nice together? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. There's, if there's open API documentation um, and you get access to it, you can connect anything. Okay. But it's not always as easy as just connecting it like we defined with like all the customization, mm -hmm. the tokens, the fields and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit about how you go in and like scope an integration? Like what questions you ask, what we need to know? Like mm -hmm. how do you determine feasibility and how do you like sort of like figure out what the, the use cases are for the integration? How's that work? Yeah, so we start by uh, first um, researching the current tech stack that the client has, mm -hmm. um, and then you know there might be opportunities for us to suggest other ones if they are open to other ideas mm -hmm. as well. Um, but after we determine, yes, we can connect it, uh, we start building out user stories, um, which is pretty much just laying out from a user perspective um, how what features should be created in with the um, two, combining the two systems. Okay, good. User stories are something I think rolls off the tongue really nicely, but I'm not sure everybody understands exactly what a user story yeah. is and how it works. So myself as a salesperson, my user story is sort of like my intended or desired use case between the two platforms and the data. Yeah. So okay. you as a salesperson, if you do X, your trigger, what is going to be Y, the action. So it's Got just it. more of like a formal way to talk about it and then translate those to, you can take three user stories and make it into one feature. So Got it. And that brings in, you talk about features. When I, when you compile multiple user stories, mm -hmm. then you begin like, what do we call them? Features of focus or something features, like that? Yep. Okay. And those features, how do those look? Like, give me an example, maybe in some job you've done before where there was a, a real desired feature that maybe drove the integration request. You, can yeah. I, am I putting you in a bad spot there? I'm not sure if I'm framing that properly. I think you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I think I'm just trying to think of uh, an example. Um, the feature would be the uh, duplicate deal widget that we have um, in deals for in HubSpot. The feature would be that you can click this button and duplicate your deal without having to. I see. So I could have a problem as a user. It's yeah. like, man, I make this deal manually all the time. Mm -hmm. It's the same deal over and over. And now all of a sudden I realize that, wait, HubSpot doesn't have the built-in capability to duplicate a deal mm -hmm. with all their capabilities. They yep. miss that. So then we have the ability to actually build that for them. Mm -hmm. So that helps them get better value out of HubSpot. Correct. It does. Yep. That probably means there's a like more of a likelihood that they're gonna use it more often and stick with it, right? Mm -hmm. So HubSpot so HubSpot probably likes it when we do that. Yeah, I would think so. Do you think Pandadoc is happy when we when we help a client really leverage the the, the use case of their technology that deeply and stuff yeah, like that? Of course. Okay, so they win. Mm -hmm. The client wins. Client wins. I mean, you win. You're here today, and you get yeah. to talk about integrations, which <laughs> couldn't talk about that a couple years ago, could you? <laughs> Okay, so do you think you learn anything from those integrations? 
Yes, I do. I learn from every integration. Every integration teaches yes. you something different. So then the more integration work with the more technologies that we do, it just prepares us to be more efficient and effective on the next one, right? Yes. So it's definitely building that intellectual property. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you touched on something else earlier. You, you mentioned connectors, and I want to unpack mm -hmm. that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to, to do an integration and to move data, clean data, and all mm -hmm. that types of things. Uh, as an agency, it feels, like, it feels to me like we really believe in using best of breed solutions instead of doing it like manually mm -hmm. um, and it seems like connectors are a good uh, a, a, a good example of that can you talk through maybe some different connectors that that we use different names of connectors and sort yeah. of what their purpose is yeah we um, have familiarity with uh, bed or form stack and bedrock uh, data bedrock by form stack by yeah form stack, yep mm -hmm. and then uh, Sligo also um, mm -hmm. is another one that we will use but it gives you another alternative um, than building out this big custom project you still need to connect your data um, that would be another option that we explore and sometimes you need to migrate your data right like if you're mm -hmm. leaving act and going to HubSpot yeah. and also need to integrate it with something else we might use something like TrueJ or Soligo or cycles like another one in cycle in cycle yep. works great to clean up that mm -hmm. data before we move it so we don't yes. put the garbage in there yes okay so it's it's a little bit more complex than just establishing a synchronization between two pieces of yep. software yes. um, those synchronizations by the way can they go one way only um, you prefer if they went to bi-directional, but yes, you generally, can set that up. Okay, so yes. generally it's a bi-directionally yeah. sync. We move data from HubSpot into Salesforce and mm -hmm. from Salesforce into HubSpot. Correct. Okay. Is, could there be scenarios where we want to go like one and two and stuff like that? Like if we wanted to go from something like outreach into Salesforce, but we wanted to constrict the data so it all didn't just pipe into HubSpot and make this big mess out of a database. Can we control how that multi-directional sync you behaves? You can. You can set up filters within these tools. Seems like that might be valuable. Okay. What's your favorite integration you've ever done? What's your number one favorite one? Like, holy crap, this one was rad. It was fun. The client <laughs> loved it. Everybody was the winner. Like, what's your what's your one? Um, man, that's a tough question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're on the fly here. I know, yeah. I know you didn't prepare for that. I did not prepare for that one. Um, I mean, I keep talking about but the PandaDoc and HubSpot one. Just what we've moved the team from everything was paper everything was manual to getting them into two systems hubspot and pandadoc and just improving those processes and continually updating and customizing um, the integration we didn't just build it and stop we're still improving it we're yeah taking the user feedback and um, improving the user experience every time. Yeah, that's good. I think one of the reasons why that's one of my favorites is because the massive organizational impact it had on their business process. Yeah. It was a huge modernization play. Mm -hmm. I got a traditional print company into the modern age. Yeah. Um, we won a big award for that, didn't we? We did. What, we did. what award was that? Uh, Integrations Hub Impact Award with HubSpot. 2018, yeah. I think yep. we won the quarterly and the annual award on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's a good one. That's a good one. Um, okay. Uh, we also, one of my other favorites was, I, I love the ones where we take a whole bunch of pieces of tech and make them all integrate. Like I think of uh, our big e-commerce client mm -hmm. that we helped uh, re-engineer their website and then do all kinds of integration work between like product management, mm -hmm. inventory management, all that type of stuff, uh, store locators. I think yeah. there was like six or eight different pieces of technology in that integration. Yep. How do you work user stories on that? That must have been a fun one, huh? Yeah, you have to be a little more organized and strategic with your approach on that. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, you take one 
by one and you start with high level what are your business requirements what are we ultimately trying to solve for and then you break it down okay so yeah business requirements sort of feeds into the user stories which Mm -hmm. feeds into the features Features, which feeds into the build yep do you feel like that's always like just a single project is it always just like a 30 or 90 day project and then you're just done or do you think there's there's opportunity to enhance and optimize that maybe improve it over time tell me about maybe administration and maintenance like how do you how do you maintain a custom integration I think people get afraid Mm -hmm. of that Um, sometimes you might have to host a little tool or something like that to make it work Um, how do do you set people at ease or or address those fears I always um, suggest that you do it in phases um, because after you launch if you do a big project and you launch it all at once there's a lot of things you'll identify after you launch it and you get users using it so break it up into phases Um, it's easier to manage Um, you can find kind of the little uh, holes in there that you may have missed the first time around when building, building the user stories and then we um, do maintain it and um, have support like I don't walk away from it after we implement it. I'm here there for support um, sure. and then the feedback sessions and testing and things like that it's okay. ongoing okay yeah absolutely and and is it is it difficult to get your head around how all of this adds value to the organization like do you think if you start with that business use case is it pretty clear on what the value add is going to be like is it hard to crystallize like you can't exactly necessarily instantly ROI that like you can be I just got you three new customers worth two million dollars mm-hmm. like how do you how do you sort of talk the the our, our clients through the what's in it for them or do you think they already know because they're feeling pain like how's that work they don't always know right away. They do feel pain, and that is why they're coming to you, but you also have to coach them through and help them find the value. And it may not be always, you know, I brought you new three new customers. It's like, no, we improved the time to follow up, you know, mm-hmm. by this many days. Yeah, two. speed to lead or yeah. something like that. Okay, very good. Um, I think that's a pretty good glimpse of, of what you do, uh, a day in the life of Emily Cray at Revenue River. Yep. You, you dig in with those clients and help them solve uh, uh, challenges between different systems that just don't talk to each other properly, right? Mm-hmm. Is that sort of it in a nutshell? Yeah. Do you think there's opportunity for us to to maybe work with some of the partners like we mentioned to, to, to really tell the story and raise awareness and, and, and bring us all more opportunities for integrations? Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's good. what good. we're going after. Do you think that's going to be part of your role? Yes. Good. Awesome. I look forward to that. <laughs> um, very good. Emily, thank you for joining. Uh, thank you for having me. For my audience, this is On The Fly. See you later. Okay, folks, and that does it for another great episode of On The Fly. Thank you to Emily for coming in and dropping some knowledge on us when it comes to complex integrations and how we are doing our absolute best to find unique ways to solve for our clients. If you have any more questions about anything that Eric and Emily discussed, you can reach out to us at 303-945-4341 or visit us online at revenueriver.co. We hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll catch up with you next time on On The Fly.